Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, we worship you. We adore you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Good evening to every one of us tonight. I want to bless God once again for um, anyone who has been around. I want to bless God once again for giving us another opportunity tonight, even to hear from, uh, to, to hear His word, and to hear from, uh, 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 to hear from us tonight. We want to bless God. We pray that tonight our lives will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. Our lives will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to quickly uh, go uh, into tonight's message, into tonight's ministration. Tonight, I want us to begin to want to consider the ministry, the ministry of the apostle. The ministry of the apostle. We want to consider the role of the apostle. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to be making clear His word to us, even as He has been doing for the past um, uh, five to six weeks now, as we've been looking at the role of the fivefold ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The role of the apostle. The role of the apostle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to look at the scriptures as we begin to define and understand the role of the apostle. I want us to be open to the book of Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. One thing I want us to notice as we've been looking at the role of all these, uh, the fivefold ministries, we've been looking at each one, each and every one of them. I want us to see that we've been talking about, uh, we've been using the scriptures, you know, to enlighten us. The scriptures have been our backing. So usually when we share things, in, uh, we begin to see that most of the things we share, you know, they are not, some of them are not common knowledge. Some of them are not things that you see. Some of them are new things. Some of them are things that you have never had before in the body of Christ. But whether you've heard those things before in the body of Christ or not, you know, one of those things that you will notice, one of those things that you will notice is that those things are backed up by scriptures. We make sure that we 
that that the scriptures, you know, is what reveals to us by itself the word of God. The scriptures reveal to us the, the, those are the revelations of the word of God. You know, last week uh, we did, or even throughout the past five to six weeks, we've been looking at the roles of each of them. We spoke about the prophet, that the prophet, you know, with the prophet, the prophet brings the true revelation of the word of God, the true revelation of messages in the kingdom of God. You know, the true revelation of messages, that's one of the major things we understood. You know, we spoke about the role, uh, next, we spoke about the role of the evangelist. And we began to say that the evangelist, you know, brings about we spoke about the role of the evangelist. We said the evangelist brings about uh, the practice of the word of God. The practice, they make sure people do. They, they bring about the doing, the performance of the word. They, they are revivalists. They are revivalists. And, and, and of course, the sole uh, interest of the revivalist is to see compliance. Is to see people practice the word of God. Is to see the people perform. They, 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 they are concerned with the performance of the word of God. They are, they are, they are interested in revival a restoration and a return, a repentance, a return back to the way of the Father, a return back to the doctrines of the Father, a return back to the ways of the kingdom. Then we spoke again about the role of the uh, teacher. We began to look at the ministry of the teacher and we began to understand that the teacher is one who, who God gives the mandate to help the believers have a correct, a proper comprehension, a proper comprehension of truths in the kingdom, of messages in the kingdom. It is the, the ministry of the teacher that will help us to understand, you know, who, uh, 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 what does faith mean? What does, what, does, what does revival mean? What does holiness mean? You know, what, what exactly does it entail? The proper comprehension, when you want to understand a clear picture, you want to understand the meaning and the definition, you know, of a truth, you go to the ministry of the teacher. But now, we also spoke about the ministry of the pastor. I remember telling us that the pastor is not necessarily somebody who is just shepherd over a physical church. A pastor even may not be somebody that has a physical church. He may have an online church. He may even be someone who goes from place to place you know, from church to church, and being invited to teach the word of God, you know, but a pastor primarily is somebody who brings about the operation, brings about the operation, you know, helping people to understand the operation of the word of God, helping people to understand the operation of the word of God. So you begin to see that many of these rules in the body of Christ have been distributed in different ways. Everybody, you know, people just rise up and, you know, sometimes when you are praying and you are asking God, you know, as touching your rules, you know, sometimes we pick different things, you know, and so you see that somebody who is indeed a prophet, you know, is calling himself an apostle, and somebody who is indeed a pastor is calling himself an evangelist, you know, and God is wanting to restore uh, the correct functions of this role back to the body of Christ. Now, today we are looking at the role of the apostle, the role of the apostle, and I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will open our eyes to understand the role of the apostle. I want us to quickly look at the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 24, even as we begin. Marash etebra Before I begin, 
uh, but, 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 but there is a word I believe that God would like to share with us. I'm hearing a word from God in my spirit, and the Lord would like to say unto us that my son, my daughter, hear the word of the Lord. For the time is at hand that my kingdom will come upon this earth. And the people have taken this for granted. They do not know that a revival is coming. They take it for granted that a revival is coming. But I am preparing the people, dear the Lord. I am preparing the people. I'm preparing men. I'm preparing women. I'm preparing people to take uh, this revival and bring and bring and bring and bring and bring my revival upon the earth. I'm preparing the people, an army to rise up and bring this revival to the earth. Who is it that said and it came to pass when the Lord commanded it not? Go by Who is it that said and it came to pass when the Lord commanded it not? So I'm here tonight, tell the Lord, to release another dimension of revelation. As touching this army. For who will lead this army? It is this fivefold ministry. And the apostle and the prophet, especially, you shall lead this army. For tonight, I want you to key into the revelation that my servant will bring to, to, to you and that you will understand clearly the role of the apostle even in the army of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want us to look at the particular scripture. Thank you, Jesus, for that word. I want us to look at the book of Acts, chapter 20. I want us to look at the book of Acts, chapter 20, from verse 24, as it has been written here. The Bible says, he said, but this is Paul talking, you know, when he was addressing the elders of Ephesus, uh, uh, elders of Ephesus, yes, and he was telling them, he said, but none of these things move me. You know, it was before then he was talking about the fact that when he was going to Jerusalem, God had told him that in the course of his ministry, he would face persecution, the Jews would persecute him, he would pass through so many things, and you know, all those kind of uh, issues. Now, and he was telling them that, you know, God has told me about all these things. He said, none of these things move me. He said, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. So that I might finish my course with joy. And this is where I want you to notice. And the ministry, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. Many of us know that the ministry that Paul has received from the Lord Jesus is the ministry of what? The ministry of the apostle. Paul is an apostle. Paul is one of the apostles in the scriptures. Paul is one of the apostles in the scriptures. And so God has given him the ministry of the apostle. And so here he is telling us about his ministry. He said he's telling us about the ministry. Look at just like we looked at for the evangelist last week. I want us to look at it for the apostles. But he said, but none of these things move me. Neither account I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. 
and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. What is that ministry? Is that to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I want you to see something specific about the ministry of uh, of of of, of um, Paul here yeah, when he was speaking about uh, 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 the ministry that God gave him. I want you to see one of those things that he was speaking about. Now, you see what he was saying there in that particular scripture. He said, he said that the ministry that Jesus gave unto him, he said is what? The ministry of the, the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God. The first thing I want you to see is this, that he received that ministry from the Lord Jesus. He received the ministry directly from the Lord Jesus. And he said it is to testify. What does he need to testify? It is to bear witness. It is to give evidence. It is to uh, witness. It is to uh, 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 give proof. It is to, 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 to come to a place where you are able to, to uh, give witness to the fact that this message that this person is bringing is true, is true, is true, is real, is correct, and is from God. He said he has received the ministry from Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. So the grace, the message of grace was a message that was introduced, you know, into the body of Christ by Apostle Paul. So you discover that it is actually a new message for the body of Christ. And so you see that God gave him that message to introduce to the body of Christ. And so he is giving a mandate is giving a ministry, and the, in that ministry, his particular assignment is what is to testify, to give witness, to give evidence. Every apostle in the scripture that has been called, you know, when you read the scripture, it's called that their calling is to give witness to a particular truth. I'm going to show down that scripture, you know, but before I take us to that scripture. I want us to see here that Paul is telling us that his ministry, everything he's doing in his ministry is to testify, to testify of the gospel, you know, in his own case, of the grace of God. You know, there is a gospel that has been given to him. So much more that in the scriptures, you find Paul always called, when you read the book of Galatians, Paul we call it my gospel, because every apostle is giving a gospel to share with the kingdom, with, with, with the church. Every apostle is giving a new message to give to the body of Christ. He's giving a new message to testify, to defend, a new message to, to, to give witness to. I want us to quickly look into another scripture uh, that will help us to understand this particular uh, passage more clearly. I want us to open to the book of Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26. Oh, Acts chapter 26 from verses uh, 15. From verses 15 
to verse 18. Acts chapter 26 from verse 15 to verse 18. Now, Acts chapter 26 from verse 15 to verse 18, you see what Paul is saying in that scripture. Paul said, he said, and I said, who art thou, Lord? This was when Jesus appeared to him, and then it was like, it was like blinding light, and he fell under uh, the power of that blinding light. And this thou Paul responded, thank you, Ma. He said, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And Jesus replied, said, and he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He said, he said, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness. Anytime God is calling an apostle, he is giving him two particular mandates. He is calling them to be a, both a minister and a witness. When you search the scriptures and you begin to look at, or even when he was talking about the apostles and the qualification for the apostles, when you begin to go into the book of Acts, chapter 18, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, you begin to see that Peter was saying there that God has made all of them witnesses. So God has called the apostles to, to testify to a particular new message, a particular new gospel that he is introducing into the church. He said, but rise verse 16, and stand upon thy feet for I have appeared unto thee for an apostle, an apostle usually must see Jesus because uh, the apostle is to bear witness. So Jesus made sure that he had an encounter. He had an encounter you know, with Jesus. Jesus made sure that, that each, of the, each of the apostles had an encounter with him. And even when they, they did not have a physical encounter with him, you can see Jesus appearing. Jesus appearing to him here, you know, to Paul here, in a vision. You know, in uh, verse 24, he said, in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, he said, For none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. Every time you read in the scriptures, for example, when you go to the book of Galatians chapter 1, you see, Paul said that he received his gospel directly from Jesus. Because when an apostle is called, usually they have an encounter where Jesus appears to them, you know, either in a vision or whatever, and he gives them, he gives them that particular, uh, he gives them that particular mandate, that particular message. He gives them that particular message for the body of Christ, for the church. So you see here, he said, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness. So you see, uh, Paul again, repeating it again, and a witness. I can show you two other scriptures, you know, in the book of Acts, where, Paul, where, where Jesus appeared. You know, to Paul in that uh, 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 when Paul was talking about his account of his calling, and each time he was speaking about, it, he said Jesus told him that he was to be a minister and a witness. It is that witness is important because as an apostle, you are not just coming here, you know, to just to, to just uh, bring a new message. So an apostle is much more than somebody who is just called to preach. An apostle is somebody who is called to witness a new message. 
for the body of Christ or to the body of Christ. He said, both of these things which thou hast seen, there is something that an apostle must see. There is something that an apostle must see. That's why when most people, when somebody is called to be an apostle, usually they have an encounter with Jesus, where Jesus gives them a particular new gospel, a particular new message for the body of Christ. He said, and of those things in which, in which I will appear unto thee. Now, I want you to see something. He said, verse 17, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send the verse 18. He said, to open their eyes. To open their eyes. It means that what, they are blind to something before. The calling of an apostle is to open their eyes of the body of Christ to something that they have never seen before. It was to a revelation that they have never understood before. To a truth that has not come to them before. The calling of an apostle is to open the eyes of the people, just like in the case of Paul. In uh, Acts chapter 20, God was speaking here, and what was uh, what was Paul saying? He said that uh, God has given him to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. And in Acts chapter 26, verse 18, here, you see here, he said to open their eyes. You see that? To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness. That is talking about the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God. And here he's saying here that he's supposed to be a minister and a witness to the fact that God is giving them forgiveness. God is giving them grace. I said, an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Verse 19. Which is not here. I want you to see that that all this happened in an encounter. All this happened in a vision. You can see in verse nineteen it said, "Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision." So this was an encounter in a vision. This was an encounter in a vision. This was an encounter in a vision. So Jesus may not come to you, you know, of course, you know, if Jesus is going to appear to anyone now, it's most likely going to be in a vision. Even if he's the one that you're seeing face to face, we will call that open vision. Because everybody believes that Jesus is in heaven now and he's not working physically among men, you know. But if you're an apostle, you have an encounter with Jesus. And in that encounter, you know, Jesus will make you a witness to a new revelation a new message that he wants to give to you for the body of christ i want us to quickly open to another scripture again to the book of um let me see uh the book of acts no colossians colossians let's look at the book of colossians chapter one colossians chapter one from verses 25 to 29 colossians chapter one from verses 25 29. You know, the scripture is very, very consistent in these things. And part of the reasons why God will be wanting us to share these things is that there is a lot of confusion in the body of Christ. And if the body of Christ is going to be rising up, you know, to um, to, 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 to take a place as the army of God, and one of those things we need to begin to understand properly is the places of this uh, the, their leader, the places of each of the fivefold ministry in the army of God. 
we need to understand especially what an apostle is called to be, what the prophet is called to be, what an evangelist is called to be, what the pastor is called to be, what the teacher is called to be. Because these are the people that are supposed to be the leaders of the army. They are the ones to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Last week we understood, we came to see that this ministry we talk about is called the ministry of reconciliation. That is the assignment that God has given everyone in the body of Christ. Now, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ma, for this particular scripture, Commission chapter 1, verse 25 to 29. He says, Whereof, this is Paul talking, he said, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation, according to the new era. Dispensation here is the word of, is what it, it means when you dispense something, when you, when you release something, there is something that God is releasing to the church. So God, anytime God calls an apostle, he gives the apostle a dispensation. A dispensation. A dimension of the word of God. He said, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So every, every apostle is given a dispensation. That is why anytime you find an apostle, an, an apostle begins a new dispensation in the body of Christ. It begins a new dispensation in the church of Jesus Christ. I would like to have given examples, you know, but I, 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 I want to be careful, you know, but I, will, I, I really wish I had given examples so that we understand that anytime you have an apostle, you know, it brings a new era. Because when you have a new revelation, a new revelation, of course, begins a new era totally in the body of Christ. They release a new dispensation. They begin. They, they release a new dimension. Look at verse twenty-six, Colossians one twenty-six. It said, "Even the mystery." You know, Paul was saying in the book of Corinthians. He said, "We are stewards of mysteries." An apostle is a steward of mystery because he is bringing into the body of Christ something that is new. Remember, in the in the scripture we opened before in the book of Acts chapter twenty-six, he said, "To open their eyes." There is something that they were blind to. There is a mystery that an apostle is called to unveil. An apostle is always given a mystery to unveil. Something, something to uncover. Something, a direction of the word of God that has not been released to the body of Christ before. A dimension of that, that has not been opened before to the world, to the, to the people of God. God is releasing so that dimension God is releasing even to the body of Christ and so when God wants to unveil a mystery to the body of Christ he calls an apostle he releases an apostle to the body of Christ so that they can uh, so that they can unveil that dimension of mystery to the body of Christ so that they can unveil that dimension of God to the people that that dimension of God to the people that dimension of God to the body of Christ and then the body of Christ can go on to the next level that the, 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 an apostle is someone that God releases to the body of Christ that they can take the body of Christ to the next dispensation, to the next dimension, to the next level of, of growth. They, to, 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 they take the body of Christ to the next areas 
to conquer. Barush et let me continue. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 25 to verse 29. He said, to whom, okay, let me continue from verse 26. He said, even the mystery, the mystery which had been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. He said, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in Jew, the hope of glory. This is Paul again saying again that God has given him the message of grace, the message of grace for the Gentiles. He said, Christ in Jew, the hope of glory. If you ever allow Christ into your heart, Christ in Jew becomes the hope of glory. You know, he, he said you, uh, you, 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 he will give you the inheritances that God has planned even for your glory. Verse 28, he said, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So you begin to understand that the ministry of the apostles has to do with unveiling mysteries, releasing a new dimension of the gospel to the body of Christ, testifying of the message of God even to the body of Christ. There is a new something that God wants to release, a new pattern, a new archetype, a new dimension that God needs to release even to the body of Christ. So usually, if I would give a definition to the calling or the ministry of an apostle, I would say that an apostle is one who is sent on a special assignment to bring a new message to the body of Christ and to chosen regions. Because usually an apostle is not sent to all regions. An apostle can be sent to a nation. An apostle can be sent to four, four continents. An apostle can be sent to two continents. An apostle can just be sent to one particular uh, country. For example, uh, Peter was an apostle sent, you know, to the to the to the Jews. While Paul is an apostle sent to the Gentiles. So an apostle is on an assignment to bring a special message, a special gospel, even to that particular nation. Now tonight, I just want to quickly speak about one or two things that I noticed. That I noticed that um, uh, uh, the body of Christ is having one or two confusions with, and I would like to uh, speak about uh, those areas to help the body of Christ understand. Now, you know, people talk about the apostolic ministry, and then there are some particular beliefs that have been on ground, you know, before. People believe that, you know, apostles are actually people that start churches. Now, when you have come to see, at least in our generation, that many people start churches, anybody starts churches. Even in the, in, the, in the New Testament, <clears throat> there was a time when the body of Christ scattered all over the world when um, uh, the persecution arose. And then we were told that in Antioch, some people, they gathered together. You know, they were not apostles, just ordinary believers. They gathered together and they started the church. At a point, they even invited Paul to come and preach. They invited Barnabas to come and preach. So the apostle did not start that particular church. It doesn't always take an apostle to start a church. You know, another misconception is that an apostle is just somebody that must see Jesus. If you are prophetic, you can see Jesus. There are so many people that have seen Jesus. You know, there are so many, many people that see Jesus every time. You know, so you just only have to be prophetic. So seeing Jesus alone does not justify or does not mean or call you to be, uh, to be uh, uh, an apostle. So, yes, seeing Jesus, we will, we will look at one or two uh, things about seeing Jesus. It's important. Just like I said, Paul will give you many instances of the times when he saw Jesus. God will, uh, Paul will give you many of those kind of instances. You understand? But uh, uh, seeing Jesus in by, by itself 
is not, does not even does not by itself mean that you are an apostle. Many many people who have been called to the prophet, pastors, and the likes, even people who are not called to the fivefold ministry, have seen Jesus. So it is not the, the what identifies you as an apostle. And then some people also believe that an apostle, you know, is somebody that does signs and wonders. We all know that evangelists moves in signs and wonders. They move in signs and wonders. You know, many people move in signs and wonders even nowadays. So it is not only signs and wonders, you know, that prove that, you know, you're an apostle. An apostle must move in signs and wonders. We'll look at that in the scriptures. But definitely it is not the only sign. You know, and then some people believe that apostles are missionaries. While that is true, you find out that James was the pastor or was the apostle in charge of Jerusalem. He was not a missionary. He was not a missionary. Then some people also that say that apostles you know, must move in all the fivefold ministry. While that may be true, the problem is that you cannot back that up you know, in the scriptures. You cannot find this, any scripture that says any apostle must move in all the fivefold. Now, it's not, it doesn't mean that it is not true, but it does not mean that every time you see somebody moving in all the five, definitely you can say that this person is just an apostle. The person might just be very, very gifted. The person might be a multi-gifted person. That's all. It doesn't mean that the person is uh, an apostle. So I want us to understand tonight that these are just some of the misconceptions that we find in the body of Christ. So, but to this end, I want us to understand that uh, it is because of this that you find that many people have taken up the name of the, you've seen so many prophets, so many evangelists, so many pastors, so many teachers that have taken up the role, the role of the uh, apostle. They are taking up the role of the prophet. They are taking up the role of the evangelist. They are taking up the role of the pastor. They are taking up the role of the teacher. You know, and uh, and and instead of them to 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 remain in that particular calling, you know, you find out that you know everybody is now an apostle. You know, uh, in around the 1980s, 1990s, when God began to restore the office of the prophet, everybody began to become prophet. This prophet, that prophet, this prophet, that prophet. This now God has restored the office of the apostle. Everybody is now opposed to this, opposed to that, opposed to this. You know, but in, in this army that God is raising, one of those things that is important, one of those things that I think God wants the body of Christ to understand, that God wants the body of Christ to see, is that the body of Christ needs to come to the particular place where they, everybody begins to understand their particular functions and they get their particular names, their particular uh, um, designations from their functions. If you are preaching the gospel, you are winning souls, and you are bringing about the practice of the gospel, you are bringing revival, we should call you an evangelist. If you are bringing clarity to the word of God, comprehension to the word of God, we should call you uh, uh, a teacher. You know, if God is sending you to bring a special message, a new message, a new gospel to the body of Christ, we should call you an apostle. This is the reason why God is beginning to uh, restore back the corrections, you know, the, the, the correct understanding, the correct revelations of these truths to his kingdom. I want us to, I want to go further again. And I want us to understand that, like we said, number one, it is important that we know that the apostle, you know, like I said, as we have always seen Paul, we refer to Jesus. That an apostle see Jesus. You know, when you look at the book of First Corinthians chapter nine, verse one, you know, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse one is where Paul was saying um, that uh, he said, he said, well, what did he say? He said, uh, 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 "Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen 
Jesus. So it is understandable that an apostle is supposed to have an encounter with Jesus because it is in that encounter, you know, that you are actually able to receive, you know, uh, the truths of the kingdom that he wants you to witness to, that he wants you to witness to, you know. And again, Jesus is the one that is the administrator of his church, is the builder of his church. So even if you are going to receive a new message in which to build another brick into his church, it, it is going to be appropriate that you encounter the builder, that you encounter the person who uh, is giving, uh, who is actually building the, the church, who is Jesus. Now that is why apostles, are, Paul would call that um, apostles a master builder, because God, Jesus gives them bricks, new revelations by which they can build the church to the next level. To the next dimension, to the next phase. Now, another scripture that we would like to see is Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. You know that particular scripture. You know what it says? It says, um, <clears throat> it says uh, the signs of an apostle, you know, it said they are what? They have been demonstrated amongst you. Let me let me let me quote the particular scripture very well. Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve. Chapter twelve, verse twelve. He says, it is okay, verse twelve. He said, truly the signs of an apostle. The signs of an apostle, we are wrought among you. This is Paul speaking. He said, in all patience. So it means that it is not something that just happens by mistake. It is an ability that is inherent in them. So in patience, he patiently demonstrated the signs amongst them. And his word, he said, it is in signs and in wonders and in mighty deeds. So anybody who God is calling into the ministry of the apostle must carry the ability to demonstrate signs and wonders and mighty deeds. I want you to understand that it is mighty deeds and it is not small deeds. It is mighty deeds and it's not uh, little deeds. It is mighty deeds because Jesus usually gives the apostle mighty deeds in order to be able to demonstrate that this person is actually coming from me. So the apostle usually contains, just like the evangelist, the apostles usually have a particular dimension, a particular dimension of strong anointing to demonstrate the power of God. Sometimes the signs, wonders, and mighty deeds might not be healing the sick. Sometimes it might be the prophetic. Sometimes it might be prophetic ministry. But whatever dimension of signs and wonders that they are going to demonstrate, it will be mighty deeds. And they will demonstrate it in all patience meaning that they will have time to demonstrate. They are not afraid to demonstrate. It is something that they will keep demonstrating for you as evidence that they have been sent by Jesus, that as evidence that they are witnesses to this new truth, thank you, man, for this new truth that Jesus is sending them to bring to the church. So uh, that is one of those things I want us to understand. Now, uh, one of those things that has been said is that an apostle, you know, starts churches. I want us to understand that it is not all apostles that must start churches. As we see in the scriptures, even when uh, Paul starts a church, you see that he doesn't stay with the church. He doesn't necessarily stay with the church. 
it just it goes from place to place you know um uh, uh some some other apostles you know most of the apostles just go from place to place the james was was in charge of jerusalem that, that uh, james stood uh, stood in the church and preached in the church you know but it's not all apostles that must stay in a particular church they can start churches but they don't necessarily stay in a church so when we talk about an apostle it's not it's not necessarily somebody who you see sitting behind a church and no 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 you know an apostle god can bring the mission of an apostle to manifest in different ways but the primary assignment the primary definition of an apostle is someone who god gives a special message it's God sends you on a special assignment. Even the meaning, the meaning of the word apostle. The meaning of the word apostle means sent one. Apostolos. It means sent one. When you check it in Greek, it means sent one. Just like when you check the ministry of the prophet, it means somebody who speaks for God. You know, and we've looked at that before. I'm not going to go back there today. You look at the ministry of the teacher, of course, it means to, 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 to break down, to explain, you know, to teach. You know, we look at the midst of the evangelist, it means the bringer of the good news, the bringer of the gospel, the bringer of the evangel. You know, uh, we look at the ministry of uh, the, 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 the pastor, it talks about it means shepherd. It means shepherd. So, in the same way, the apostle means the saint one, a saint one, someone who is an ambassador. You know, saint one there is not just a normal messenger, saint one there means an ambassador, it means an envoy, it means a commissioner, somebody who has been commissioned. You know, to bring a special message, a special message, you know, to a particular kingdom, to a particular people, you know, on behalf of another kingdom or on behalf of another king. That is the ministry of the apostle. So the ministry of an apostle is really very powerful. That is the reason why he's always, he's always sent with signs, wonders, and mighty, not small, mighty deeds. So that is one of those things I want us to see about the ministry. Of the apostle now let me quickly go further uh, uh i want us to understand that uh, the apostles usually come with uh, one or two other offices because an apostle is someone who is sent to bring a new message apostles don't usually just come alone you no know, if you are coming and you are bringing a new message what kind of new message are you bringing so usually and uh, they are uh, they, they usually have a particular uh, office that they that comes with the apostolic so you have actually maybe you have an apostle that is also a prophet you have an apostle you you see that even paul was formerly was first first of all um, a, a a teacher you know and a, a according to he said god made him a teacher and a preacher and then from there god stepped him up to become an apostle that that happened in i think in the book of uh, corinthians you know in the book of acts i think chapter 13 where uh, with the Bible was saying that they were fasting and praying, and God was talking about uh, separating and uh, uh, separating to him uh, prophets and teachers. But at one particular time, I'm not sure whether it's in that book of same book of Acts, but where Paul was now stepped up from that particular point because Paul was identified as one of the prophets and teachers then, you know, in that in that book of Acts chapter 13. But after that, he was stepped up. He was not called an apostle then in that book of Acts chapter 13. But after that, you know, he was stepped up and he became an apostle. He became an apostle. So usually, apostles are people, you know, who are either prophets and then, but but they now carry a new message. Or they are teachers and they carry a new message. They are evangelists and they carry a new message. Or they are pastors and they carry a new message. So usually, they have another particular ministry that they carry along 
with their own ministry. You know, that is how they function. So, um, uh, 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 I want us to understand that usually when God calls an apostle, you know, they, 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 an apostle usually has at least two. Sometimes it can be three. It can be three. You know, Paul was saying God called him to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. So sometimes you can carry three offices, you know, but usually an apostle does not just operate alone. If you are bringing a new message, a new message as touching what? You know, is it a new message as touching a true revelation? Then you will be an apostle and a prophet. And you know, so sometimes you can call them pastoral apostles, prophetic apostles, evangelistic apostles, and teaching apostles. And a, an example of a teaching apostle is somebody like Myers Moreau, who, who, who brought uh, the, the revelation of um, the kingdom of God. Into the church. An example of another apostle, a pastoral apostle, can be someone like Sunday Adelaide, who brought a revelation of the oppression of the kingdom of God, you know, in the environment. And an, another example is uh, 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 someone like um, uh, Dr. D.K. Ulukoya, who brought the revelation of deliverance, you know, to the body of Christ. You know, so they, they, they are pastors, but they are apostles. You know, they carry two things like that. So I can give us other examples like that. An example of a prophetic apostle is someone like uh, Rick Joyner. Who is an apostle and is also a prophet? He brought the true revelation of the end times. He was not brought about the message of revival to the body of Christ. An example of an evangelistic apostle is somebody uh, like uh, um, uh, what, what's the name of uh, Alexander Dobie that brought back this message of divine healing. Another example is Charles Paham who restored the message of tongues to the body of Christ. So you, I want us to understand that tonight, you know, this is usually how you, the ministry of the apostle is. Now, uh, uh, God is wanting us to understand these particular roles in the body of Christ. God is wanting us to understand these particular roles in the body of Christ. And why? So that his army can begin to form. His army can begin to form. And God will be able to minister. God will be able to use these ones to, 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 to minister to the saints, to equip the saints, and the saints can finally be able to rise up and do the work of their ministry. And this is the reason why God is uh, opening the eyes of his people, even to this revelation. I want us to just pray tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for tonight. And also just worship God, worship God, and thank him for the revelations that he has given unto us as touching these things that he has spoken unto us. And also pray. And say that God, help restore these uh, particular functions to the body of Christ. Help restore these particular functions. The Bible uh, it's not really the Bible, but people used to say that something that when the purpose of a thing is not known, you know, they said abuse is inevitable. And, you know, clearly you see that people do not understand many, if you have been with us from the beginning, as you look at the role of the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher, and now the apostle, you begin to see that uh, people do, uh, may not, when, when people, uh, there are so many things that people do not know, and since they do not know many of these things, there is a possibility that they may not be practicing these things. You might see that evangelists may not even properly know the full extent to which their callings are, 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 and how they can enter fully into their calling. They may not know that they are called to be revivalists. They may not know 
that uh, uh, they may think that it's only stocks are just winning souls. You know, they may not know that they are, that God has given them a particular mandate, a particular message that they are supposed to also handle also. So I want us to pray tonight that God help, help restore these particular uh, functions to the body of Christ. Help restore these particular truths to the body of Christ. Help restore these particular truths to the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, we just bless you once again tonight. We just bless you once again tonight. Lord, I pray for that particular person that you are speaking about right now. I see that the Lord would like to uh, increase the anointing upon the life of the person uh, that, 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 God, that God is speaking about right now. And Lord, I ask that Lord, let there be an increase in the anointing, increase in the anointing, increase in the anointing, increase in the anointing of those listening to me right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just bless you once again. We give you all the glory. We thank you for speaking to us tonight. We thank you for touching us tonight. We give all the glory. We give all the honor. We give all the adoration. Thank you, my dear Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, um, I just want to really thank God for all those uh, who have been available for tonight. I cite uh, bro, um, uh, my brother, Brobiola. I cite uh, Evangelist Ayo Temini Tokwe. I cite Prophetess Imole. I cite uh, all those that have been around and those that have been listening. I, 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 I know that there are others who are listening that uh, they did not uh, say anything. You know, I want to just bless God for all of us and that our lives will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. So we'll continue next week. We want to begin to look, uh, we want to continue. Now we've spoken about the fight for the leadership of the army. Next week, we want to begin to look at the, the, the army that they are leading, you know, the people and their own callings. So he's talking about the callings of the leaders. Now we want to look at the people and their own callings now. So we'll be looking at the, 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 the body of Christ, the army themselves, their own calling, and um, the, 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 the seven mountains. We want to understand the seven mountains and the ministry of reconciliation that God has given to the saints. You know, we'll be searching the scriptures and we'll be understanding what God is saying about uh, the, the body of Christ and their calling to revival, even in this end time. I want to bless God. I want to uh, thank God for how he has um, spoken to us tonight. And we'll be looking at uh, that particular topic even next week. God bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night to everyone.